Good morning, everybody. It is Friday, 1st of May. May Day, May Day, May Day. The market's down 185 points. That's 3.4%. That follows a 129-point rally yesterday. There, there are all sorts of suggestions about why we are down as hard as we are today. Some of the ideas are that we have seen end-of-month buying followed by beginning of month selling. The other is that we often sell off on a Friday only to bounce back on a Monday, but I'm not sure those are the reasons. I think probably the headlines that Trump, do we really have to start following Trump's tweets around Trump having a go at China and headlines about tariffs on China as payback for the virus outbreak which he says is was not acceptable, could be the reason for the sell-off. We've been very blinkered with COVID-19. We've lost our peripheral vision, and suddenly into our peripheral vision comes trade talks again. Maybe, maybe that's what's knocking us off. But maybe it is just a Friday thing. We will see. Uh, it obviously doesn't coincide well with us getting quite optimistic over the last few days and are effectively fully invested at the moment. We were buying recovery stocks over the last few days, and whilst our performance is okay today, there's no doubt everything's getting belted. We'll just have to wear it. We're assuming our stock selection is going to look after us in both directions, downside and upside, but a messy day today. Otherwise, in the strategy piece today, I do have an article about sell in May and go away. The main takeaways are it is actually statistically correct much as I abhor the use of past statistics as prediction for the future, there are so many analysts who churn out data and it's an excuse for intelligent or independent thought. That's not analysis, that's just regurgitation of history. So not a big buyer of the idea that uh, what happened in the past will repeat itself. But over long periods of time, there is an academic study that does suggest that the period from May to November is in fact the worst period of all world markets. And uh, you get a much better return if you duck out in May and come back in November, which coincides with the, the English summer season. Everything from polo to Wimbledon to horse racing, Ascot, uh, happened over this period and the aristocracy used to leave the market. And so it all went quiet for a while. So maybe this would hold true if we still had an aristocracy that drove the stock market. But it's uh, clearly not true anymore. But statistically, there is this flat period over May to November compared to November up to March. You can read about it in the article there today. Uh, One of my contentions is that sell in May and go away wouldn't have survived if it didn't rhyme. And that if something rhymed with April or June... Perhaps that we'd have a different idiom to work off. Anyway, it's working today. Sell in May and go away. In the newsletter, I've also got a chart today, which is this Hekinashi chart of the ASX 200. I've talked about Hekinashi charts before, but for those that haven't heard, Hekinashi charts average a couple of days in one candle and tend to smooth out a lot of the noise. And we have, interestingly, uh, we've got we've got systems set up that you can program in various parameters and have buy signals, sell signals pop up on your software. And, and we've got one over Hekinashi charts in our software, which by the way is OmniTrader, people keep asking. Uh, a lot of people use Metastock, you can do it in there. We use OmniTrader. Anyway, on this ASX200 chart on OmniTrader, the Hekinashi buy and sell signals coincide almost exactly with what we have decided in our morning meetings 
which doesn't tell you that we're following the Hekinashi charts around, but what it does tell you is that we are doing a similar thing when it comes to asset allocation, which is trying to identify the major pivot points in the market. You only need to do that in the volatile times. I mean, in a bull market, it's all about stock selection. It's not about timing the market. But in these volatile periods, you do have to time the market. And we have been, interestingly, doing the same thing as these Hekinashi charts would suggest we do, which, which tells you that we are inherently or acutely aware of the market trend in our morning meetings. And uh, <laughs> although it's not doing us any good today with the market down, we had a Hekinashi buy signal pop up on the chart today after the 129 point rally yesterday. And, and we are all in. So uh, we're, we're, uh, the market is defying us today. We'll see what it looks like on Monday. Often the market dumps on Friday, rises on Monday. Otherwise, there are some good vibes on the virus front with the Gilead treatment being fast tracked through the FDA and Trump saying he'll fast track it. And the Bill Gates Foundation is predicting a vaccine in nine months. Apple's reopening stores. Florida's reopening on Monday. One conservative uh, response is Japan has extended its state of emergency by a month. They might turn out to be the sensible ones in the end. And my golf club's expecting to be back in action on 12th of May, so it, it must be uh, economic restart time. Uh, just an early warning that these trade war headlines could blow up again. We, we've got to look over our shoulders at that. There, there was always something going to come out of the blue or, or come back into our peripheral vision. This could be it trade war resurgence could be a real mood spoiler and there are a lot of headlines i was i was watching i think they're struggling for content on cnbc because they ran the whole kramer mad kramer show i can't remember what they call it uh, they were running him this morning and uh, it's all about how fast the u.s market has run up the nasdaq is within 10 percent of its all-time high and the economic headlines are deteriorating and therefore the market can't sustain these sort of levels and is risky. That was his rant this morning, but there's, there's clearly something to that today. And you can see it in the market that nothing's guaranteed. Let's just summarize our strategy at the moment. And I just have to make the point because I do get a few emails. What I talk about in these podcasts is about the funds that we are running at Marcus today. Uh, these are run separately from the Marcus Today newsletter portfolios, which are run by Chris Conway. Uh, we have to do that for compliance purposes. Chris doesn't know what we do before we do it, and that's a compliance issue. So I talk about what we're doing in our funds, and you'll find Chris in the Marcus Today portfolios does something differently. And Henry in his small caps portfolio and his section won't necessarily take the same view as us. Often we're on the same wavelength, though, most of the time. But as far as our portfolios are concerned, the portfolios we run, which have got real money in, we are effectively all in again, fully invested at the moment on this economic restart theme. Having made that bed, we've just got to lie in it today whilst the market falls over. We do see the market getting back to normal. Got a chart of the VIX volatility index in the strategy piece today. And we hope that we will be able to start focusing on stock selection, which we have been doing in the last couple of weeks, rather than asset allocation. Hopefully we can not have to worry about asset allocation for the next decade that the volatility index will settle down at the normal level around 20 or below 20 and we can get the foundations of a proper bull market but we need VIX volatility index below 20 to allow that at the moment it's still 34 and it was up nine percent last night so not a good day for that but that trend is still very much about getting back to normal let's hope we do get there and we can worry about making the most of a bull market we don't seem to be there today we have as i've written in the last couple of days weighted towards recovery stocks including some fairly high risk stocks 
beaten up stocks, as you might call them. We're already in the money. It was almost as if some very large mid-cap fund yesterday decided, right, let's bung a billion in and went and bought all those hot stocks that we were talking about. They flew yesterday, not flying today. We're aware of the risk that we're taking and how sensitive we are to a COVID-19 relapse. But that looks to be low odds. China hasn't relapsed, so no reason we should. But as I write in the strategy piece today, if we, it, the, a relapse or a second wave is the biggest risk we've all got. And if it happened, we'd have to, in inverted commas, exit like a rat on fire. And we're prepared to do that. But as I say, low odds. We'll just wake up every morning, make decisions. Second wave relapse would ruin our setup at the moment, but don't think it's going to happen. We're neutral on banks, happy with that. They hit what felt like a significant low a couple of days ago after the NAB capital raising, which seems to have marked the worst of it. ANZ didn't have a capital raising. Westpac's got results on Monday. We'll see what they do. Hopefully they'll avoid a big capital raising that sucks money out of the other stocks. Uh, we'll see, but neutral on banks. I'm reasonably confident that we've seen some sort of low, not just on actual, but on relative performance as well. We're holding a significant, uh, reasonably significant play in the energy sector at the moment, believing the low to be in on the long term and happy to watch some of the energy stocks or, or buy some of the energy stocks at these unimaginable lows. Long term, I'm sure it's going to be right. We are well in the money on almost all of them so far, so we'll hold them. Uh, what you do want to worry about specific blow-ups. There's obviously some balance sheet stress in there. Woodside and Santos appear to us to be the safest on gearing ratios and market cap to debt measures. The oil price flew last night. It was up 25% or so. Trump's talking about threatening Saudi Arabia with loss of military protection if they don't sort out the oil price. And I think Norway's joining in on the cuts as well. Despite that, oil stocks are down today. Uh, remember, oil is geared to trade talks as well. Trade talks threaten economic growth and the oil price is geared to that. That's maybe why they turned over last night. In the income SMA, we have added some REITs. Some of the yields now are above 6%, which is quite rare. They're not franked, though. And if we can lock in those higher yields and catch a share price recovery as well, which we think will come. REITs have been worrying about a credit crisis that, that I just don't think is going to happen. Uh, and there have been some significant falls. So uh, long-term lows, I think, uh, or decade-long opportunities in REITs. So we've locked some in at decent yields. I think we've done the right thing. Uh, but as I said yesterday in the income SMA, we're, we're aware that now the bank ANZ deferred. Deferred means did not pay its dividend. The NAB dividend, which is ex-dividend today, was significantly cut back by 60%, only paying 30 cents as against, I think it was 83 cents last year. Uh, you know, they, where are you going to get income? We're running an income fund. Where are we going to get income? So uh, we have taken the strategic decision or at least lodged in our heads the need to make money in this fund rather than just chase income because we'll go backwards at this point and people won't get any return. So we are looking to make money. A dollar is a dollar, whether it comes from income franking or capital gain. We're going to look for capital gains. This portfolio requires a lower risk profile, but we'll manage that with hyper vigilance, which is what we do on uh, every day. So a bit hard to just push the traditional income portfolio approach, which involves buying big, boring, high yielding, mature, dull stocks in the long term. Uh, we're going to have to make money over a shorter term than that. Finally, in the strategy piece in the newsletter today, I've got for the record, the performance of all the indices, sectors and commodities over the last three months, year. And you should have a look at that. It's really quite an extraordinary table 
what we have been through in the last three months. That's there for the record. Good. Well, down 198 now, almost 200 points. That's 3.6%. Let's hope this is a Friday thing. Come back to it on Monday.